morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about shopping and RPGs, which is something I never actually thought I would have to talk about, but somebody brought it up and here we are. Yes. Think you ever thought about it as a subject since you guys as role players like shopping in RPGs. So so this is the way that it happens for us, right? <laughs> we and this is and, and I think this this came about because Saul was trying to teach the boys about role playing, right? Actual role playing. And he also wanted them to stop asking for really high magical items because he, they, they think that you can buy them in a magic shop in a town, which you probably can, but you can't just go in and say, I want blah, blah, blah. And there it is. So when the kids were young, we would get into a town or a situation. And one of the things that Alan always wanted to do was go fishing because he had gone fishing with his uncles and thought it was cool. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Saul would always make time if there was a docks or we were next to the ocean or there was a river for Alan to go fishing, which, of course, you know, we were very indulgent of the kids and they could do whatever they wanted. So that was just a fishing expedition. So then he would roll to see how many fish he could catch and all that kind of stuff. We would get into a town and, you know, in D&D, you have to have provisions and stuff for when you're going out. Right. So that's like a, a built in shopping thing. But for the guy, the boys, they wanted to know they needed to fix their weapons. They wanted to get a different weapon or maybe right. they wanted something that they discovered they needed when we were out on the trail and they didn't have. So we would go to the shops and Saul would make funny characters, NPCs, and, and then the boys would, I would always go, okay, we need more healing potions. So we're going to go somewhere where we can get healing potions. And Usually then, I try to anyway. And I always did because these, these people got hurt all the time because they, they had no don't run at the monster i don't know what that's called restraint Uh, so so for us it was always fun and i always told the boys well we need to take a bath while we're in town because i'm thinking of it as you know you're out on the trail for a while you're gonna stink dude you gotta take a bath a little dusty and get food and rest in in an actual bed for a couple nights or whatever whatever our, our parameters were so shopping entails quite a bit more than just like going to a store and buying stuff there's a whole there's for you guys uh the the group i was running there was this whole you want to rest a little bit mm-hmm. you want to eat good food mm-hmm. not just trail rations or whatever you guys were eating and it be, you're right it became this big deal and it wouldn't happen all the time i don't think no and but for some reason every once in a while you guys would roll into town especially i guess if you'd been on the trail as you say for a long time you're like oh i want to take up especially you take a bath and, and the ladies would take baths and then the the characters the other players would run around trying to get stuff that they like you said they find out what they needed supposedly and and repair stuff and look for magic items which i totally said no there's no magic item shops this doesn't exist but they finagled me at one time, and much later they go, uh, I'm going to go to, uh, we were in Suzeo, I believe. We were either in Suzeo or... Oh, no, or it was Waterdeep. We were in Waterdeep, and is. also, is Waterdeep where, where Elminster is, or is that somewhere else? We're, no, we're, Elminster is in, uh, closer to Suzeo, he's up in the, uh, above Cormier, I forget. Because the- there were, we wanted magic, they wanted magic shops, because these guys were into, you know, yeah, magic stuff. Because that's what you do, right? Especially in Waterdeep, we were like, well, it's Waterdeep. It's a big town. There has to be a magic shop here. There was a magic shop, and they went in there. They're like all wide-eyed, open, and 
I got a lot of gold out of them. So pulling that's pulling their money together to buy what they want. And I think that's that's a, another. I think somebody had mentioned that at some point, but it wasn't in any recent uh, anything I read recently about shopping. But one GM said that he uses it to take money out of their out, out of their, their hands. Yeah, because they're loaded, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially if you just you go straight by the treasure tables and stuff. Player, I mean, characters can get really loaded with a lot of coins and cash. Always change it into gems and sew it into your clothes. Yes. (laughs) Well, not sew it to your clothes, but convert it to gems, which is lighter, and they can be really valuable and not be very big and not not very very heavy. So one way he says he goes, I know a lot of people are against magic shops, but I put them in so I can get, and I charge (laughs) trouble. Double, triple, Double, what, triple what it says in the book. So I think it's kind of interesting, a way of relieving characters of their hard-earned cash. I found it interesting, this topic, because I didn't really think it was a topic. And then I looked it up, and people have serious ideas about this. Oh, strong opinions, yes. I tell you. And I, I did the same thing. And somebody posted, what do they think about shopping in RPGs? And I think a lot of these, a lot of the people who were, answering the question we're playing fantasy games right because it just seemed that way and every i would say in my non uh in my informal reading and uh, scientific survey that a lot of people hate shopping especially gms and, and a lot of gms were the ones who were commenting saying i absolutely do not allow it they do it on their off time they can email me they can look buy stuff out of the book I ain't going to waste my time doing it, right? And I'm like, wow. And that was, and there was a lot of that very fervent, fervent, not fervent, was it? Very committed people who say they hated shopping. And this was mainly GMs because it, it seemed to me, as I was reading from the GM perspective, they were saying, I don't allow my players to do this. I don't want my players wasting my time and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And then there was these some people who say, "Oh yeah, you know, my players really like shopping and blah blah blah." And I, and then there was some people who go, "Oh, the players love it so much that he does a PowerPoint uh, presentation presentation <laughs> of all the shops that are available and what's available in every shop, and every shop has a different NPC, what do you call him, a clerk or whatever you want to call it, owner." And I'm like, whoa, that might be a little bit too much <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. But you were saying the same thing. Uh, well, the, one of the ones I read said he hates shopping because, and he says he swears that he was in a game where the GM let this player shop for two hours for herbs for in, during playtime. <laughs> and I go, oh, I can see that. That's a long time. It probably wasn't exactly two hours, it's but I'm just saying that. If you're going to do something like that, you might want to take it into email or or I these one people have a Facebook page specifically for not when they're not playing the game to do stuff like shopping or tell people what they're doing on their off time and different things like that. I was like, now that's committed because, you know. Well, I think I think Mark and Mark, Mark and Heidi, who run the game for Steve and the boys. They do something like that. They have this online. I think thing. they have Google Sheets or something. That yeah, they they, and they they. Well, I don't think it just uses specifically for shopping, but no, no. For, but he uses it for everything. But everybody's I, supposed to put in their like two pages of notes or something. Yeah, look from what happened in the game, and, and then maybe what their character's doing. Yes, and, and on the off time. Things. Yeah, which I, which, is, which is very creative and a hard commitment from players, right? I mean, yeah, can you imagine. <laughs> 
I can I can imagine. What was what's yeah. Eleven fifty seven at night. I have to have it in by midnight. Going okay. I'm gonna write this really quick because I've postponed it this long. I kind of come up with some ideas of why when shopping in RPGs is kind of okay or appropriate. Appropriate. That's a better word. A lot of it depends on the game, right? There's some games like Shadowrun, and I would say a lot of like military games where stuff is important. Yeah. What game? What game? What gun you're using, what what weapon you're using, and how much ammo you have, and certain kinds of ammo. And if you're getting augmented and stuff like that, you, you have to right. have downtime to do that and recovery and, time. Right. And, and if you're in a post-apocalyptic world where stuff is very scarce, you don't really go shopping, but you go bartering or scavenging. scavenging. And so that stuff is important, right? You You go to... Uh, you find a Walmart, an old Walmart somewhere that's been picked over, but hey, you might they might have missed something, or they might not have gone into a certain a locked uh, back door or something. So scavenging stuff. So that's important. I think that those games, it's important to shop because when somebody pulls out the bazooka and they're like, "Oh, well, when did you get the bazooka?" <laughs> Right, that might be important, right? Well, it says here that I could buy a bazooka for twenty five thousand dollars, and uh, Jim goes, "Well, you didn't tell me you're buying a bazooka, right?" And so you could get in, not in trouble, but as a GM, you say buy whatever you want out of the book, and I'm like, "Well." I heard that one. I go, this one GM says, "I hand him the book, and that's dangerous. You can buy whatever you want." I'm like, "Oh, okay. There's some stuff in that book you probably don't want them to have." I'm yeah. Just saying. No, Shadowrun is important though because you 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 need to buy ammo. You need to make sure you have your guns right. It's all kinds of stuff. You, you can, have to have all kinds of things. Uh, those little flying things uh, and drones. Drones. And then and then you use them up right because you're on a mission. Well, and, I blow them up specifically. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I shoot them out of the sky. I make sure that they get broken. And your guns, you know, you, you you're gonna drop it. You're gonna. Although I think the guys are pretty careful with their sniper rifles and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, but they do get bumped around a little bit. Yeah. Or you have to leave your bags of weapons uh, when you're running away. <laughs> bags of weapons. <laughs> then, you're, then you're gonna have to re, re resupply. Right. And a lot of it depends on the group, right? If your group really likes shopping, like like you said, the boys and you guys, I think the only one that really didn't like shopping or wasn't Steve, well, probably Steve, but he he got into it too. I mean, he well, was, yeah, because how? Because Kathy and I are always excited about shopping, and the boys were excited about shopping. I don't think it had a lot of influence from us. I think it had more the magic items. But this one guy that I read on Reddit, he was saying that he plays with his wife and his daughters and some of their friends, and they're all. Girls, right, so he's running for all girls, and he says that they took to shopping like fish to water. <laughs> he says that they were so excited. He didn't think it was, you know, because he'd been playing for years, right, with with a, with, with a bunch of guys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got our rations, let's go." Yeah, and and the his his wife and his daughters are like shopping. We get to go shopping, and he goes, "It became it, it's a thing." So at the beginning of each campaign session he does a special thing for them where he creates he tells them all the shops in the town and he shows he makes like like i want to say rosters but i think he does pictures of what's there right in each of these shops and he goes he even puts in pretty clothes and stuff that he knows they like so wow and then they just go to town right obviously and i'm like going and they and he goes it's like the smiles on their faces is worth it 
And I'm like going, okay, that's a good GM, right? He <laughs> knows what his players <laughs> want. Like, yeah, I don't care what you want. You guys got to get go kill Art. <laughs> and, he, and he gives it to them before they're off on their adventure. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you know what? Another thing is, is I, re- I remember in old modules, right? There was any module in any game. There was a, a map of a town or something, and it would be that little legend, right? And they're still around, right? When people have maps, mm-hmm. and the legend tells you, "Oh, this is the blacksmith. This is the general, the general store. store. This is the Fletcher or whatever whoever makes arrows and stuff." And and it goes on and on, right? And so I remember, I remember a long time ago, this is a uh, world of Greyhawk. I was a the, I'm gonna digress a little bit, but the, we there was a whole bunch of us playing, right? In, in our group, uh, there must have been about 13 of us, right? And so what we decided to do is we were going to play in the world of Greyhawk. And uh, that's a, a, a setting. D&D module a, a setting. D&D setting. Yeah. The first one, pretty much one of the first ones. And it was the original one by Gary Gygax and stuff. And there, there was this one place. And we all divided what area of the world we were going to set our games in. So I picked Parentland, and it's off, you know, it doesn't matter where it is, but I, there was all these cities there. There was not very many, but there was these cities, and I'm like, oh, let me look. And there was one, uh, what is it? I used a, an example. So I made up a city. I, mean, I drew this, this, well, this large town, actually, not a city. And I was going to, I was populating it with all kinds of interesting characters and shopkeepers. And I was, and I was literally like busting my brain. I remember as a, 13 year old kid i remember busting my brain thinking oh what kinds of shops that are there in the medieval world and i was after you come up with a good 10 or 12 it's kind of hard to come up with more especially if you haven't read too many f- fantasy novels or especially history. If you're, how old were you 12 or 13 yeah yeah but anyway so i would uh, that the campaign never happened right we we it just fell apart after that but but i i still i wish i still had those papers i'm sure they're in my pile somewhere but uh but i remember doing that and a lot of it was like if they go here i want them to be able to meet somebody and not have any information about it and be and me be prepared but it was all for nothing because they never experienced that uh so I think there's this idea that when you populate a town, you put the shops in, people are going to go to those shops, right? There is there is that idea, yeah. Uh, and I think and I think that's in the back of the GM's mind and the back of the player's mind when they see a map, they're going, "Oh, now it may not have like the legend of yeah. what's there, but sometimes people GMs go, eh, "I don't care. They can see who's there." So I don't have to go explain, "Oh, what's in this wheelie? What's that? Just look at the map, right?" Yeah. Uh, that's a good nice shortcut i just want to tell you that when i was looking at reddit there were there was specifically several people went on to rants about the fact that shopkeepers are not interesting characters shopkeepers should not be giving out information and that a lot of times and and i think this comes from the video game world you know you you meet an npc and they give you the quest and this one guy goes the shopkeeper is not a quest giver and i'm like going i saw that too i'm like oh Wow, you're adamantly serious about this. I don't know what happened to you, but seriously, dude, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a serious, a serious. The general store there. led to a, <laughs> general store dude led to a total party kill. Which don't these trust other me. these other GMs are going? Well, that's ridiculous. The shopkeeper could be good for giving side quests. <coughs> the shopkeeper could just be a could just be an interesting character. <laughs> and I was like. Wow, I never even thought about some people. That. Like I said, some people have really strong feelings about the uh, shopping, and and well, something 
somebody posted something similar in what I was reading saying that don't make shopkeepers NPCs. NPCs are supposed to be interesting. Do not role play that because p- players are going to think that there's a, something interesting about it and then they're going to like latch on to something. I'm like, whoa, dude, what, are you okay? Well, and I, I read that kind of comment too because yeah. they were like, if you make them too interesting, there's gonna they're gonna think there's something there, right. and then they're you're gonna accidentally send them on a red herring because they they're not just shopping; they're there for information. Right, and I think that's funny. Well, that is funny because if you think about it, in the old west or yeah, anywhere, exactly. the general store and and this now me, old I grew world. up in the country, so when you go into town, yeah, uh, I I remember my mom and my grand well more more my grandma's not my mom talking to the the storekeeper, and I mean we were in the middle of freaking nowhere, so this is where they got their <laughs> gossip, their information yeah. and and stuff like that, I didn't right? Think about I never even thought about that. I remember a Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, and Michael Landon would go into town, and they, and he'd get all the interesting news that's happening yeah. in the world because there was no newspaper or there was, I mean, there I, were there, newspapers. There was newspapers, but he didn't get it delivered right, no. to the freaking no. little house on the prairie. And I and I was like, wow. And I just thought about that. You're right. They would go into the general store, and and where do, do they get information? Well, they the get other people that come people in. that come in because they need stuff. And oh, what's the news out wherever you're from? And they'll say, well, you know, we have a new president. You know, blah blah blah, or whatever. And, you know, or, or there's an attack, an Indian attack in such such area, or whatever. And I think uh, people forget that. People forget that hubs of information that the information was instantaneously available to anybody on a phone. Not everybody has your right? has has a phone. It, out in the fantasy yeah. world, right? There's no... Uh, Nobody's carrying their little computer with them that tells them everything. Right, and there's no uh, way to disseminate information. Yeah. Uh, mass information like that. So I think people are maybe too caught up in the real world and have no information, not information, no imagination of how things could be or how they would be in the fantasy world. Because in the fantasy world, how would you know when stuff happens? Oh, there's been a, this uh, a barbarian raid in the in the north somewhere or this town got attacked or this farmstead got attacked by wolves which you know that's important information for people who have who live in that area who right. have homesteads or farms out in the in the wilderness and I, you know if you leave, read Robert Jordan the same thing happened they would go into town and find out all kinds of information oh there's a there's a glean every in book is is yeah. that way so i think instead of looking at shopping as a just a, a shopping chore. Event, yeah, as a chore, you, you you sprinkle information and stuff like that through the shopkeepers and, and, and know the concerns of the town and stuff like that. And I think that makes it a more real world. I mean, I understand that some people don't care about shopping. I remember watching Critical Role when I was watching. I think I only watched the first, maybe the second season too. But I was watching it. At one point, they go into a, a general store. And the shopkeeper is some sort of creature. I don't know what kind of creature it is. And... uh and, and I don't know, but there was like two of them and they're like, they're like exactly the same. They're twin brothers, but they have different personalities, right? And, and the person's, you know, the, Matt Mercer is the, is the GM and he's giving them the weird voices and stuff. And then, uh, and one of the players goes, oh my God, this is going to be a shopping episode, right? So he goes, I'm out of here. Call me in 20 minutes, right? He doesn't leave, but he just like checks out, right? And the other characters are like, oh, this is fun. And you know, going shopping and buying stuff, and and I thought it was interesting that that certain players don't like it, and other players totally buy into it, right? 
And like you said, the boys were really into it. You guys were into it. Maybe Steve wasn't into it as much, but he got into it too. Because the boys were so excited. Yeah. And I think that's an influence too, is movies and books about shopping and being prepared for what, being prepared for the situation that might arise, right? Well, for me, I always, when, you know, Saul says get provisions because you're going out, right? I'm like, oh, I just think about when I was a kid and he always tells me you can take the girl out of the country, but you still hold on to those little things. Like we went shopping once a week into town and you had to get everything you were going to need because they weren't going to go back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And we went to school on a school bus and (laughs) we came back on a school bus and there was no shopping available during the week, right? Yeah, when we lived outside of Salinas in a little in the middle of a farm, in the middle of alfalfa fields. It was a ranch house, and we were eight miles from Salinas and about two or three miles from Chular, which is a tiny town. But that's where the school was, so that's a, and that's where we'd get bust. And my mom, I don't know how often we went. It was probably once a week. We'd go into Salinas, eight miles. It wasn't even that far, but it was a trip. It's a trip, yeah. Right, it was a trip. And now it's like, oh, on the way home, will you pick up this? Okay, fine. But back then it was like you had to go into town to buy food, right. to buy anything, which, which I had kind of forgotten about that. And then, and of course there wasn't no like, oh, what's the latest information? You know, we had TVs and stuff and the news. But but imagine a world like not a world where information isn't easily available. I think people forget about that, and I think that's one way to disseminate information. And not necessarily so it probably, be a quest giver. I mean, it, pro- it probably depends on your experience, right? Like Augustine doesn't has never had that experience where you no. only go shopping once a week. If he needs something, he'll go. I need, he, and he always does it after I get home from work. I need to go to the CVS to get all to get deodorant or whatever. And I'm like, right. you could have told me. I could have stopped on the way home. I'm already here. And, and once I'm home, I don't want to go out. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, you know, that's it's totally different where we live versus other places. And to me, because we, we used to go camping all the time. Remember? Yeah. And when you go camping, you have to take everything you need. Right. There's no store. Well, there is, but it's in town. <laughs> so, and you don't want to leave once yeah, you get once there. Yeah, once you get the tent, the tent set up and everything, you're like, I... Unless it's something you absolutely need. Then I think we've done that once where we had, okay. But usually when we go camping, there there might be like a little store out there or at the camping site they might have. Or you have to drive into Watsonville or, oh, yeah. or somewhere. Yeah. Usually, we usually camp by the beach, so it's... Right, which was really nice. So, so those are the things, people get those ideas, right? That you know what you need... Um, if you're going to go out, if you're going adventuring, you're going to want to take the stuff you're going to need because there's not going to be a store out in the middle of the forest. And if there is, I wouldn't go in. <laughs> well, that, another thing another thing that I was thinking about is time, right? How much time do you have to play the game? Now, if you're in a weekly game or bi-weekly game at your home where you spend, you can't spend eight hours playing, right? Now, or even four. It's, it's been a long time since I played that long of, I don't know why, but or for, but you, there's a lot of time that you that you play, and you play often. Then I understand that because there was another gripe was saying, I play once a month and I only play two three hours a, a, a month, and I'm not going to spend twenty minutes of it shopping, <laughs> right? And I can understand that. Well, if you only play once a month, then you should do the shopping offline in emails or something. Well, right? that, and that's Saul's having microphone issues. Microphone, hold on. I upset. It's uh, it's it's top heavy. I upset the balance of <laughs> the situation. 
So I can uh, totally understand a guy who just wants to play a game and doesn't want to spend Half 20% time, yeah, of it yeah. or 25% of it shopping. And I understand that. You're right. I think another thing is, is that when I play at conventions, I will literally have, I always use pre-made characters except for. And then you give uh, them everything you think they're going to need. And then you tell the players, hey, right. is there something you want? Tales from the Loop, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I, in, that, in Tales from the Loop, it's it's not a, uh, what is it? It's not a a stuff heavy game. It's an investigative game, your kids, how much stuff can you have, right? And so a lot of it is, oh, oh, can I get this? Yeah, sure. If you go to a 7-Eleven, you can probably buy that or whatever. And I think I've done that before. But in other games like Space Opera, almost any other game that I've run, I have pre-made gen, pre-gen characters and they have stuff already on the thing. And I and I'll always, I, I make, all the characters are usually in a folder and they have, the character sheet is in a plastic uh, little sheet protective cover thingy and so they can like write on it and i give them pins you know dry erase pins and and the character sheets in there and they have their equipment list and i also always add like three or four sheets of binder paper now they can use the binder paper for anything they want write notes of the game characters or whatever and and i also say look you could also use that sheet of paper to write on write down what you want or what you want to take carry or whatever that is strange and something that you believe is always something good you can have right and i think i used the idea of like of ball bearings in the past now i think that people use ball bearings to see if a room slopes or, or the area slopes a little bit you could also throw it like when being chased behind you and you throw it behind you and they people can slip and fall and stuff and there's all kinds of uses for stuff stuff i hadn't even thought about right and i'm like and people had used that in the past or wrote something like that like you i think in the you have a grappling hook in in feng shui what was that? Feng Shui grappling hook. So Feng, uh, did a grappling hook come with the with the character, or did you come up with that one? I think I found it somewhere. I don't know. Oh, okay. But I, I'm a second story person. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you got it. So I mean, there's all kinds of there are kinds of stuff that, and so all kinds of stuff that I don't think about, but players would think. And I go, just write it down, or tell me what it is, and then then I'll tell. You, yeah, you can have that, right? Like, and so I was, I would be very. Uh, didn't this 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 make it so when you played again, somebody goes said, "Oh, I'm going to do this, and I have this," and you're like, "He goes, it's written down right here." Yes, that happened before too, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "Okay, if I allowed it before, and the person didn't use it, and it's still on your character." <laughs> so that that was interesting. Yeah, I, I that that has happened too because uh, I use the same characters over and over again in my games, and not just I don't run the same game, I run different adventures, but the characters are the same. So. So I guess it depends for shopping. It depends on the game. Yes. What you, how much you need of different things. Like if you need, if you need provisions and stuff. A right. lot and a lot of times Saul goes, okay, you all bought whatever you need for, and you're gonna leave at six o'clock in the morning. You got your provisions today. Right. Go to sleep or whatever. Right. I think uh, what I do is now. I think I talked about. We kind of touched the subject a little bit on the pat in the past, and I said. Usually, unless you want something new, something unusual, it'll cost you 10, 20 gold or whatever I think is appropriate, depending on the game and the level of the characters, to have all the stuff that you already have on your on your sheet. Like, for example, fix your armor, fix your, resharpen your sword or fix your sword. or Buy more arrows. Buy more arrows, those kind of provisions. Also, food and stuff like that. I don't, 
ask you to write off every day that you have that you're out I've there. eaten two oat cakes. Yeah, whatever. And I don't do that, so I just say that's why when you get into town or somewhere where you can buy stuff or reprovision, I say well, it'll cost you ten gold, twenty gold, blah blah. And that's I don't worry about the details. And I think and I won't worry about the details. So and I think that for me is the best way to deal with that, unless unless the characters want the players want specific items. Yes. Specific stuff or strange like, items. Like, you know, one time they killed a dragon, not a dragon. They killed something with dragon scales or they came upon a yeah, dead dragon. Like and Ian wanted to take the dragon scales yes. and take them somewhere and have them made into a what was it? A coat or something? I think it was, I think it was a, like a, a armor, piece of armor, a piece of armor, like a breastplate. And so he literally had this bag full of dragon scales. And when he got into <laughs> town, he said, "Where can I go to get this done?" So he went to the armor guy, the probably a blacksmith, or yeah, the, probably it depends. On what, I forget what town it was. If it was a big town, it was a big town. Then he would be. I don't know, you either go to a tanner, right? Yeah, that's what it was, a tanner. And and, and so that's what he he specifically had that request, right? So how long are you going to be in this town? We're going to be here for two weeks because we're resting. So then off you go. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> for so, special things, right? So he had to talk to the tanner because he would be the closest thing that could deal with that. And then he goes, well, I could tan it and stuff. But then I don't know how to make armor. So you have to take it. So I, I kind of did like a double, ugh. Yeah. I charge him for the tanner and I charge him for the armor. Yeah. Which actually turned out pretty good. That's the way you, you make us use our money, but also that's the way that if you really want something, you can get it, right? Right. And so I, that, in that case, I wouldn't just say, oh, yeah, you could just add that to your to your list of, your, you know, make it to armor, no problem. I, I, wanted, I wanted there to be a process and I wanted it to not hurt, but to, to hit the pocketbook a little harder yeah. than I would if I said, yeah, yeah, well, I just charge you 10 bucks. So I guess it really depends on what you're doing. And, and if your players aren't into shopping, then just say, okay, everybody bought your rations, let's go. If players are into shopping or need to buy, if you need to get your arrows and you, there's no shop to buy arrows, you're going to have to go to the Fletcher to get them made. or Right, or make them yourself. Yeah. That's maybe... What I wouldn't do is if like one or two people like to shop and then there's like five people in your group and the rest of the three people are just, just sitting there and do not take an inordinate amount of time. Right. Right. Like that guy who said that spent two hours shopping for her. <laughs> I would, yeah, I, I, would, I would go. I think, it was, I, think, I think the GM needs to, you know, step in and, okay, you get your herbs, let's oh, go. I think it was a slight, slight exaggeration. I can't imagine taking that long. How long do you think we ever we you guys ever spent shopping? Maybe ten minutes. Ten minutes? Maybe. 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 I thought it would and might that's, be a little bit longer. It's all six of us doing different things. Yeah, I think more like twenty at the most. At the most, and out of a four-hour get day or whatever. But I think a lot of times, well, because shopping became kind of weird in my games with you guys because. You would shop, but you would shop for a reason. Like, oh, I want to buy chairs for so I can s- s- rent them to the event that uh, we're holding. That, yeah, and uh, it became kind of like it was an oddity. It was a it was a time yes. to to do to to. It was like a downtime. Yeah, what are like you decompress. Do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that really and shopping is part of decompression. Yeah, in most games, I think when people don't have to worry about life and death situations and here are the fruits of my labors right i get all this gold i get to spend this gold or space credits however you want to do it deal with it when you play firefly or you play space truckers okay i think we've exhausted the shopping have we i believe so 
did, I, did we talk about it, shopping in movies and how my dad might influence people shopping in in games? Well, okay. Shopping in movies might influence people shopping in games. There, we talked about it. Well, I was just thinking like movies like... Uh, I, I, the closest one is though he's not shopping he just steals it is the terminator when he goes into the gun shop right yes you did talk about that oh i already mentioned that okay so anyway so so i think people are influenced about that influenced by movies and books and stuff so yeah i i wasn't sure if i had talked about that so shopping can be something that people like to do it seems like a lot of people don't like to do it uh i there's always all kinds of ways to do a shopping if you don't like to doing it doing it and spending time role-playing it and a lot of people say do it offline, doing through email, Google Sheets, Google Facebook, Sheets, Facebook. Uh, there's all kinds of ways you can do it to not do it while you're playing. But I don't think I don't think spending ten minutes shopping or asking that oh can I get this special thing or that special thing, and during the while role playing or before the session starts, kind of or as a beginning as they set out out of town or out of the city or whatever. I don't think that's such a terrible thing. And I think a lot of people like the idea of knowing and even barter, bartering, right? You know, getting a deal. Like when they go into to, when they go buying something special, they're like, well, that sounds a little high. Uh, how about this? And then there's that little bartering thing. And I think they really like thinking they got a, a deal on something. Always. Always. So shopping, it's not for everybody in RPGs, but some people really like it. And obviously, there was that guy who did the whole shopping thing for his uh, group and uh and some people don't like it uh i think you can meet people in the middle ground and maybe do a little shopping and keep i'm gonna it say read your audience to see which way that's that true. you're gonna that's go true. there yeah session zero will probably help <laughs> uh, do, well, how do you guys feel about shopping hey <laughs> dad okay all right we'll just we'll, we'll not have that in there <laughs> that. so there you go hopefully this answered the question on shopping and rpgs This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And you have a good day.